I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for easy ways to make a positive difference in the world. What if you could help feed starving children just by having your morning coffee? If that sounds like a great way to start your day, check out Free Lunch Coffee. They're on a mission to end hunger from the lives of young children. When you buy just one bag of Free Lunch Coffee, you're also providing 10 meals to children in need. And Free Lunch Coffee donates 50% of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of young children. How amazing is that? Their coffee is specialty grade, certified organic, and fair trade. They also offer a 100% money back guarantee for 30 days. If you don't absolutely love their coffee, they'll give you a full refund and you can keep the coffee too. You've got nothing to lose. They've also got some super cute mugs and tumblers. And remember, every purchase from Free Lunch Coffee provides 10 meals to underprivileged children. Free Lunch Coffee is offering a 15% discount to the loyal listeners of this podcast. Just use coupon code EVERYDAYSTYLE at checkout. That's EVERYDAYSTYLE, two words, when you check out at freelunchcoffee.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. If you are a fan of looking your best, you are going to love today's show. Last year, I did an episode about the five elements of personal style, which I will link to in the show notes. It's one of our most popular, so go back and listen to it if you haven't. These are the things that need to be in harmony for style to really come together and seem effortless. One of those elements is your personal characteristics, meaning what looks good on you, the unique individual. And really what we're talking about in this element is your body shape and your coloring. We've talked a lot about body shape lately, but we haven't really touched on color. So that's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about what colors go with each other or how to create outfits with more color in them. We're starting with the fundamentals, finding the colors that look best on you. Years and years ago, every woman, it seemed, was getting her colors done. It was a huge trend in the 80s. And then the concept kind of seemed to fade away. Image consultants were still talking about it and the companies that were big in the 80s were still around, but it just wasn't a big thing. Now though, it seems like this element of style is bubbling back up and personally, I could not be happier about it because wearing your best colors is an amazing way to simplify your wardrobe and look your best. So today I've invited color guru, Jeannie Stithmawinney to the show to help us figure out this part of the style puzzle. Jeannie is obsessed with helping real women look and feel amazing in their clothes. She is the founder and CEO of Color Guru, where she helps women create the wardrobe of their dreams by doing a deep dive analysis into their hair, skin, and eye color in order to give them their ideal color palette for clothing. Her work has been featured in the Design Mom blog, the Spark Joy podcast, and Philadelphia Style magazine. Jeannie is a wife and mother of two girls in Arden, Delaware, and we are so happy to have her with us today. Hi, Jeannie. Welcome to the Style School. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. 
You're welcome. This is a topic I'm super passionate about because it it really does make such a difference. And I think once women see what a huge difference their best colors make, you can't unsee it, right? Totally. I completely agree. In fact, um, sometimes when I do consultations for people, they start watching and other people and they're like, oh my gosh, I think she would look better in this color than that. You know, it, it is one of those things. Once you see, you can't unsee it. That's a perfect yeah. way to say it. Yeah. That's kind of like fit for me. A lot of women don't understand how clothes should fit, mm-hmm. but once they understand proper fit and they have clothes that fit, they cannot unsee bad fit. Yes. So Color is really confusing to a lot of women, and I am super excited for you to help us break it all down. But first, tell us how you became the color guru. (laughs) Well, I became the color guru basically because I was frustrated with my own closet, and I was looking for ways to... Um, make shopping for clothes simpler and more efficient. And I'm kind of a bit of an efficiency nerd. Like I like anything that makes my life more efficient, easier, more beautiful, more joyful. Um, I, I consider myself a pretty organized person, but I just could not master my closet. And my closet was like the one place in my house that just always perpetually felt like kind of a mess. And I would go in there and I would be like, I don't like any of these clothes. Why don't I like my clothes? (laughs) You know? And when I found, uh, when I discovered the idea of there were colors that were particularly good on me and then colors that weren't so good on me, to me, it kind of spoke to this, oh yeah, I want to look my best, but also wouldn't that be a really efficient way to shop? Like, why would I buy colors that weren't my best colors? Why would I wear colors? Why would I bother wearing colors that weren't great on me? And so I kind of saw this opportunity to not only look better in my clothing and like my clothing more, but also to make shopping really easy. And then the bonus benefit that I kind of discovered on the back end of that was that all my clothing started to work together when I bought my best mm-hmm. family of colors. And so it kind of came, honestly, the you know color guru grew out of my own frustration with my closet. And once I discovered how important color was, um, what a game changer it was for me, I started doing my friend's colors and Then I started doing their friends' colors, and it kind of just grew organically out of that. I love that. And then you actually developed your own color system, right? Like the color guru system. That's not something that you bought on the internet. That is something that you created. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, once I discovered what a big game changer it was for me, and then once I saw that I had there were lots of people in my world who were clearly interested and wanted their colors too. I kind of got a bit obsessed with it Um, and I just kind of went into research mode and learned all about, you know, um, learned all about color theory, which I I come from a background um, that's in the arts anyway. So I had some sense of color already coming into this, but kind of dove deeper into color theory and then like really studied, um, you know, clothing, makeup, hair colors, you know, and, and how you know, how would you choose, oh, how would you choose like clothing for a person with this type of coloring? You know, why would we put her in certain colors and not other colors was like a really interesting thing to me. And so I researched and I started playing around with my own palettes. And then I 
developed my first set of palettes, um, which then went through in the first year of Color Guru, went through several um, iterations. So I uh, kept kind of honing those palettes. And my goal was to just make what I considered to be the best color palettes for clothing that existed for color analysis. And um, I just spent a year doing that. And I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. It was just kind of this passion, you know. And then after that year, really started to put it out there on the internet and offer it in a bigger way, bigger than like doing little color parties in my area, you know? Right. So later in the show, I want to talk about what I love about your color system so, so much. But first of all, let's talk about what does wearing your best colors do for you? Why is it so important? I mean, we already talked about it helps with the wardrobe because everything goes together, which is sort of a capsule wardrobe principle, right? Like it's based on a, a very clearly defined color palette. So it does make life easier, but what does it do for you? How does it, how do your best colors make you look your best? So the way that I can explain it most easily is the best colors for you will give you a glow. A lot of women will say like, I can put on, you know, this particular color and it, it, it makes me look like, you know, I just put blush on, you know, like it gives me a glow to my skin. The right colors can make the whites of your eyes look whiter, your teeth look whiter, your skin look brighter. You know, the wrong colors can really wash you out, overwhelm you. I think we've all had that experience of putting a color on and going like, like, and we might not even know it's the color, but something looks off, you know, and most often it is the Mm -hmm. color unless, you know, the shirt is clearly like too tight or something, then it's obviously the fit. But most often when we look at ourselves or, you know, people are saying like, do you feel okay today? It's like often the way the color reflects off of our face. And so the right colors reflecting off of your face will highlight your beauty, your natural you know, beautiful coloring will highlight that. And the wrong colors really drag that down or the opposite, like overwhelm you. They're like, I see that a lot is like women wearing sort of colors that are, you know, have you ever heard the term like that color is wearing her, right? You know, you know, she's not wearing the color, the color's wearing her. And that's one of the big things I see is just, it just means it's too bright. So what I would say about that is that's often the color being too bright or too clear for that particular person's coloring. Does that make sense? It absolutely does because yeah. I find I find for myself and I didn't really understand how how what an impact it had till I don't know even probably last year really dark colors wear me. I just kind of disappear. And like my hair and my skin and my eyes just sort of become all one color devoid of any color, if that makes, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Because you have the type of coloring where you need bright, clear color, but bright, not dark, right? Yes. Dark. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's funny. I didn't really realize again until very recently how much the brightness makes a difference because I kind of knew that light colors were better, but the brightness, anything that has the word heathered in it online, I just avoid because it's sort of that like muted dusty thing that just, I mean, I just look exhausted and I need a whole lot more makeup to make up for it. So yeah, that totally makes sense. So can you tell us 
what you will look at, because you said you, you look at skin, eyes, and hair. What exactly are you looking for in those to determine someone's best colors? So we're looking for a couple of different things. First, we look at skin, eyes, and hair in terms of the warm versus cool aspect. That's the first thing that we're really looking for. And, you know, you really have to take the hair into consideration. I remember some of the old systems of color analysis, like when I went into my deep dive research year, they used to do this color analysis with towels on their head. They would just look at the skin and eyes. Hmm. Hair is actually a big part of the picture because when your hair color changes, your colors can shift. It's, that's possible. So the first thing we look at is warm versus cool uh, in terms of your, all your, your hair, skin, and eyes, the three elements. And then we move on to uh, a light versus deep test. And this is a question of, um, you know, we would never tell anybody like you should only wear deep colors. You should only wear light colors, right? All of our color palettes have both light and deep colors, but they're always dominated by one or the other. And so in your case, you know, Jennifer, you would have a, a color palette that's dominated by lighter colors. And then uh, some people really tend to look better in deeper colors. And so their color palette would be dominated by deeper colors. But of course, there are light colors they wear beautifully, too. They're just going to be a little more carefully chosen. And then the third test that we do is a muted versus clear test. And so just what you were talking about a minute ago in terms of like, you know that you look better in colors that are clear. And that just means that they don't um, have significant other colors mixed into them. So a muted color has other significant color mixed into it. So, you know, think about sort of a light smoky blue color as opposed to like a cobalt blue, like the cobalt blue would be clear and the light smoky blue would be a muted. And people tend to look better in either muted or clear. And it's actually, I think, uh, hugely important, the muted versus clear question, because those clear colors on people who look better in muted will overwhelm them and wear them. And then, you know, the opposite will happen when people who look better in clear wear a muted color, it will often wash them out. And they have that feeling like, oh, I just like kind of feel like I look drained in these colors. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, those are the three main tests yeah. that we do. And yeah. of course, we're also looking at other things. You know, people submit photos and we require a minimum of five photos to do someone's color analysis virtually. And we're looking at things like, you know, the obviously the color of their eyes, but also the flex in their eyes. When we're looking at their skin tone and asking questions in our questionnaire about what happens with their skin in the sun. You know, how does their skin react to the sun? We ask questions about, you know, your hair color as a child. These are all pieces of the puzzle that we put together that tells us the palette that will work best for that particular person. So I think a lot of women are confused when their hair, skin, and eyes aren't necessarily in harmony. And we'll just use me as an example again. My hair color is naturally very, very cool. It is ashy as anything. My eyes are really warm. My skin's kind of neutralish, probably a little bit, a eh, little on the warmish side, but 
people get really kind of hung up when all three don't match. What do you do when all three things, eyes, hair, and skin, aren't all warm or all light? Does that make sense? What do you, what do, you do when, when they're not all the same? Yeah. So that happens a lot. And I get a lot of people coming to me who have like taken an online quiz and they're like, I can't figure out if I'm warm or cool. And that's because warm and cool is a spectrum. And so there are people who are on the far cool side of the spectrum who are pretty much all cool. Like their features are all cool. They've got, let's say like cool brown hair. They've got blue eyes, which are considered a cool color. And, um, and they've got, let's say a skin with a pink undertone, which is considered cool. Okay. So they're far on the cool side of the spectrum and, and they're pretty easy to type from something like a quiz. And then you've got people on the other end, the warm side of the spectrum. So somebody with really peachy skin, like, um, strawberry blonde hair is considered warm typically. And let's say like hazel eyes, a very warm eye color. So they're on the far side of the other spectrum. Most people are in the middle somewhere. They've got some elements of both warm and cool. And so that's when um, it's really good to, to work with somebody who has experience looking at tons of people and has uh, done color analysis for a couple of years at least, because it can get really tricky. It's a question of, you know, which side of that spectrum do you fall on? Right. And, um, and I would say that's about 70% of people that are in the middle of the spectrum somewhere. Right. They, and so we always tell people when we do analysis for people where they are on that warm, cool spectrum and, and sort of how far they are. Are they an extreme cool or are they, you know, just barely on the cool side of the spectrum? And it's an interesting conversation and, um, you just kind of have to see which side wins out. I think that's a reason that color is really confusing because when you look at things online and you, or you take a quiz or you look at examples, they use the most extreme examples exactly. of all of the seasons, all of the palettes, whatever you want to call them. And most women just don't fit into one of those. Most women just exist somewhere in the middle. So it's much, much harder. But I, yeah. I do think that the warm versus cool one is the hardest by far for women to figure out by far. Yes. It's tricky because there are there's a cool brown and there's a warm brown. Yeah. You have to know then what is the difference between a cool brown and a warm brown. There's cool brown hair color and warm brown hair color. There's cool blonde hair color and there's warm blonde hair color. You know, so yeah, it's it's really tricky to self-type, I think, for, for women who are not on the extremes. I completely agree. What I have said to women, though, in the past when they want to work on this at, at home on their own is if you can't figure that one out, start with the other two. Start mm-hmm. with light versus deep and clear versus muted, and then see if you can answer that one last. I think sometimes we get so hung up on answering the warm versus cool question first. Yeah. And if there isn't like a definite answer, women just sort of give up. don't know, you know, so start somewhere else if you can. Yeah. I think that's a great suggestion. I know women are listening to this and thinking, okay, yes, I want to figure this out right now. What suggestions would you give for them to start at home? Would you suggest an online quiz? Where would, should they start? I really wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest an online quiz. I've seen so many people mistype themselves with the online quizzes. Um, There's so much room for for error with those. But what I would say is 
most women I would say that I work with um, do know a couple of their best colors already, right? So they come and they have a sense of like, you know, every time I wear this, you know, emerald green color, people just go crazy over it. And that's been my whole life, you know, like people always go crazy over this. And I would like hone in on a couple of those colors that have kind of stood the test of time for you. You know, you really know that every time you put on this one particular color top, um, you just have a glow about you. It looks wonderful, you know, and I would start to kind of hone in on what some of those colors are. And then you can look at, you know, it's really easy to look up color palettes online and see like, you know, do those colors fall into one of the seasonal color palettes, you know, and then, you know, you can kind of go from there. It's a, it's a good way to get an idea. The other thing you can do is look at your veins. Some people who are kind of close to the middle of the warm, cool spectrum, this might not work for, but people who have warm undertones do tend to have greener looking veins and the people with cool undertones tend to have bluer looking veins. And so if you're kind of on the end of the spectrums in the, in that sense, you know, that can give you a, a hint about the warm and cool. Okay. So as you're talking, I'm looking at my veins. One is like really kind of clearly green and the other is, um, the other side is sort of turquoise, which isn't helpful at all. <laughs> I know. And some people say then, oh, I have like mine are greenish blue. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's why this, yeah, that's why this is a little tricky. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do think starting with, you know, when someone says to you, oh, that's your color, yeah. pay, pay attention to that and then look at, you know, what are the other colors that are, or what palette is that color in? And then kind of start there, reverse engineer it a little bit. I think that's a great thing. And the, and the one kind of hesitation I will give with that is, well, I'll say this, go with the colors that you feel very confident look good on you and people have complimented you on. Because what I have observed is, you know, often people wear so many neutrals and people love to just see someone wearing color that they're sometimes commenting on just, they love that you're wearing bright color, not necessarily that it looks fantastic on you. You know, so it's like, that's a great, yeah, it's like, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, somebody's wearing a yellow dress. What? That looks amazing, right? It's kind of amazing to see a yellow dress. It doesn't mean it's your yellow in particular. So that's my one hesitation. But I do think that um, most of the women who come to me, they know a few of their best colors already. I say they know three to four of their best colors. And then we give them sort of the rest of the palette, which is, I mean, our palettes have your 35 best colors. And so we're usually giving them a whole bunch of other colors that they have never tried or for some reason ignored. And they're like, whoa, this really opens up my color options. But at the same time, it gives some boundaries, (laughs) you know, so that when you go to the store, it's simpler and everything doesn't feel like an option. You know, and I think that's actually a really, I find that a really relieving thing. No, I agree. You and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, when you walk into like a department store or even Target and you see that table full of shirts or that rack full of sweaters, it makes your decisions much, much easier when you're like, ooh, dark rust, not for me. Oh, look, bright pink, totally, totally. for me. Makes your decisions so, so, so much easier. 
Yeah, you can look at that table and instead of, let's say there are 10 different colors that that t-shirt comes in and you have your color card and you know that, you know, three of them are for you. Yeah. It's so nice. And you know that if you buy from your color card and stick with your color card, that when you go home, you're going to have a wardrobe that coordinates, including, and this is my favorite part is including shoes, including accessories, including bags, scarves, you know, all of the things that go with the clothes that we wear. I used to have just a smattering of everything. And I was like, oh, I want to wear this dress today. I love this dress, but I don't have the rest of the outfit that goes with it. Um, And now it's just like always, you know, and this is the thing I hear from my clients. Like, when you start shopping in that family of colors, you always have things that go with what you, you know, you're putting on. That actually, that reminds me of a story when I was shopping with a client years ago and she had prioritized her list because I hadn't been in her closet before. And her number one thing that she needed was brown shoes, brown shoes, brown shoes. Okay. So we shop for brown shoes. And then I said, okay, well, what, you know, what do we need next? Brown pants. I was like, wait a minute. Why did we just buy the shoes if you didn't have any pants to go with them? And she said, well, I feel like everyone should have brown and black pants and shoes in their wardrobe. And I said, well, do you like browns do you do you wear those warmer colors she's like no (laughs) right (laughs) what are we doing here after that I made them give me the whole list first right like I I needed to give it a a professional glance over but you don't have to have colors in your wardrobe that you don't like or wear you just simply don't absolutely and you know and and black is the big one that I talk to people about and I am a perfect example because I don't wear black well the minute I put a black shirt on or a black dress it drains all the color from my face And over the last, you know, years, I have eliminated the black from my wardrobe. And that has been a game changer for me. Like I just, I did 10 years ago, I thought everybody has to have a pair of black shoes. Everybody has to have a little black dress. No, (laughs) I don't anymore. I don't have any, I don't have a black bag, nothing. Wow. And I like it that way. I like it that way. For me, that really works. I'm an autumn type. And so my color palette is more sort of the oranges and the browns and um, teals and, you know, rust and, and, and things like that. And now for shoes, I have a whole bunch of options, but they're just not black. Right. Yeah. So I am trying very hard to break up with black. I've made the commitment <laughs> to not buy any more. And I think that if you're a person who is starting on a color journey and you're not ready to like, you know, have your wardrobe bonfire and start over, just commit to not buying more right? Only buying the things that are best for you. And if those things, and you know, the other day I was running errands, it was really cold and I have a really, really warm sweatshirt that is black. I wore it because I I needed to be warm at that moment. But if I was going to be, I don't know, photographed, or if I was going out on date night or something like that, I probably wouldn't have worn it. And I don't see myself rebuying those things. Like once you know better, you do better, but it's not necessarily feasible for everyone just to chuck all their black, you know, and start over. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I don't encourage that people often are, are very excited when they get their color card and they're like, I can't wait to declutter my closet. And I'm like, yes, it is a great time to declutter your closet. But the first step to decluttering after your color consultation is just going through and getting rid of the stuff that you never liked that much anyway, you know, it's, that's the time to do that. And then what I find happens is as people start buying new things in their colors, 
the old stuff that didn't work for them color-wise falls away on its own because they stop wanting to wear colors that aren't really highlighting their natural beauty. And they see, now they can see that those colors don't. And it's like, it just, over time, they just fall away. Yeah, you're right. And it makes it easier to do kind of a second closet edit six months down the road, a year down the road. Absolutely. If you're not ready to part with it yet, don't. Once you're ready, that's when you get rid of it. All right. So I have a few commonly asked color questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. All right. One question that always comes up when women ask about color is, can your coloring change? And along with that, what happens to your palette when you color your hair? Yeah. Great question. So if you color your hair, your color palette can change. Okay. It doesn't always though, just because you're coloring your hair doesn't mean it's going to change. The biggest thing again, is that warm, cool. And so if you have a cool hair color and you can talk to your hairdresser about this because hairdressers think in terms of warm and cool when they're coloring hair, if you have a cool hair color and you stick with a cool hair color, that is within, I would say, like two to four shades of your natural hair color, chances are your color palette will not change. Now, if you're staying cool, but going like super dark or super light compared to what you have naturally, your colors can change. So where I see most people's colors, uh, color palettes changing though, is when they switch from a cool hair color to a warm hair color or vice versa, from a warm hair color to a cool color. That can really sort of mess with your natural color palette. And then the other question people ask me is, what about when I go gray? I will say for most people, when they go gray, their color palette does not change. But I think for about, my guess is always about 30% of people that it does. And the reason is that as we age, we get Uh, cooler and lighter coloring wise, right? Hair going gray, cool. Gray is a very cool color. And generally you go, you get a little lighter, you lose some of the color in your skin. So I've seen people who are already, so, so summer, mostly people turn into summers as they age, summer types. Summer types are the lightest and coolest type. Okay. Now, I, again, not all people turn to summers. Lots of people stay winters their whole life or springs their whole life or autumns their whole life. But I think about 30% of autumns, winters, and springs turn into summers because if they were already kind of close to the middle of that warm, cool spectrum, and now their hair has gotten cooler and their skin tone has in some ways lightened up and gotten cooler, they can sort of jump over to the cool side of, you know, and and become a summer type. In fact, I am somebody who will go from an autumn to a summer. I have cool skin tone, cool eye color, but very warm hair naturally. So if that very warm hair goes away and turns into gray hair, I will now be a summer type. So it does happen, but it's not the norm, you know? not to be expected that your colors change. That's interesting. I read once that um, you gain warmth in puberty and lose it in menopause. And that makes a lot of sense when back in the 80s, when I had my colors done and we were using the four season Mm -hmm. system, 
I was a summer. I was very light, very cool. My mom was a spring, very light, very mm. warm. And now I'm the spring and she's the summer. I believe it. And so, I mean, I can very clearly see what's coming down my path, right? Like, Very I, interesting, I, yes. I, I always think to back to like, what color makeup did my mom wear? Because that's just <laughs> me. What color wardrobe did my mom have? Because I, it, it's kind of my cheat sheet to make it all easy for me. But um, yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting that 30% of people will change and that makes a lot of sense. So my next yeah. question for you is, are there universal colors that everyone looks good in? Yes, there are. And I think there are three. Um, and I will describe them to you. <laughs> One is a soft peachy pink. Okay. A soft, light, peachy pink, beautiful in everybody. If you have pinker skin, it kind of brings out the glow in your pink skin. If you have peachier skin or olive skin or deep skin, black or brown skin, it always, this peachy pink always brings out the glow in everybody's skin. It's an amazing color. Um, you'll see it a lot for bridesmaids colors. And that's one of the reasons because it looks so darn good on everybody. Oh, interesting. I always yeah. say for your wedding, put everybody in your best color. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another way to do it. Um, <laughs> to be selfish. Like if I could go back, everybody would be like in a, an aqua or peach dress. Ooh, they were yes. they were dark red and we all look like crap. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've got our light peachy pink that everyone should use for their wedding. Uh, what are the other two? So the other two, the second one is periwinkle. Everyone looks great in periwinkle. And funny enough, here's a little fun fact. Uh, the Pan Am stewardess uniforms back in the 60s were periwinkle because they researched what is the most universally flattering color for our stewardesses to wear. And it was periwinkle. Everyone looks amazing in it. The thing about periwinkle is it's not too cool and it's not too warm. It's not too dark and it's not too light. It's not too muted and it's not too clear. It's like in the middle of everything that we uh, you know, sort of divide people up into groups on and it's right. It just like skirts down the middle of all those. And so it's a very interesting color and it looks really nice on everybody. That is really fascinating. So when in doubt, go periwinkle, periwinkle. for gifts and everything. That's fascinating. Yes. What's our last one? And it's not black. We know that, it's lady. It's not black. No, it's... Or white. Yes. It's not black. It's not white. It's actually a deep red wine color. Really? So, mm -hmm, yeah. And so it's a, it's a specific shade of red wine. You know, I'm going to offer my quick color tips guide and it's in that color tips guide. So you can see the exact shade. Okay. So again, it's a shade that is um, not too warm and not too cool. It's like splits the middle of the warm, cool spectrum, but it is the deepest of the universally flattering colors because it's still a, it's a pretty deep color. Um, it also kind of splits the middle between the muted and clear. So it's a really just, you know, you got to get the shade right. Cause it's got, um, not too, you know, too much Brown and you're kind of into a warm muddy color and too much sort of blue undertoned red. And it's too cool for some people. So it's important to actually look at the visual on this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's the hard part too, is finding that color, especially now when we're all shopping online, yeah. is that everybody's monitor is a little bit different. Everything yeah. photographs a little bit different. So when you've got a color like that, that you got to get really, really right, it can be really tough to get it really, really right. 
It's true. Although what I will say is it's getting so much better with time because retailers, um, they don't want returns, especially over something as silly as color, right? Like not that it's silly at all. I think it's super important, but like they don't want people returning stuff because they misrepresented the shade in the photo, right? So they've become a lot more careful about um, representing the color. And if you look at the difference between five years ago, even, and now it's a huge difference in, um, how many items you'll get that are very accurate as compared to the occasional one that isn't. Well, that's good. Yeah. Progress at least. It's progress. Yeah. It's all we can ask for. I mean, there's to, to a certain extent, you're right. There's nothing you can do about, um, different monitors and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I work on two monitors every day, and they look completely different. Yeah. And so I'll have to like drag one f- from one to the other, and kind of you know split the difference. But my next question for you is that color analysis has always been sort of the domain of white women, right? Mm. And I've I have also done a lot of color research and gone through some training courses, and they always say that women with darker skin are always deep, that they're always deep. Is that true? And how do women of color and and women with more color in their skin, how do they go about finding their best colors? Because I do think it's more challenging because I, I think most systems are really set up to cater toward, you know, people who look a lot like me. So that is very true. And it's so unfortunate that it's been that way in the past because um, what I saw when I did my research was that um, in some past systems, um, women with darker skin were lumped into basically the winter category. And what I have found to be true is there are uh, women of color who go into the autumn category. There are women of color who go into the winter category and there are women of color who go into the spring category. And, um, an example, a really easy example of a celebrity spring is Beyonce. Beyonce looks amazing in warm, uh, bright, light spring colors, um, clear. And, and it's primarily what she wears is the spring palette. She's probably got a million great stylists who can see very clearly that that's what she wears best. But, you know, 20 years ago, I think she would have been lumped into sort of the winter category, um, which is totally wrong for her. Right. And so it's been really important uh, to to us to, first of all, represent uh, a huge variety of different skin tones on our website to really make this, you know, very inclusive, because I think, um, you know, again, 20, 30 years ago, this was very uh, marketed just to white women. Um, And when you think about the seasons, people are just like, oh, you know, there are all these kind of preconceived ideas about what the seasons are and who fits into what season. And I feel like a lot of them are really misunderstandings about, about coloring. Or I should say simplifications as well. Simplifications about, you know, certain people fitting into certain boxes. With, without a doubt. Okay, another question I always get, and this one kind of baffles me because for me, this is where you really would start, is where does makeup come into wearing your best colors? Like, I think your makeup should always be part of your best color palette. Yeah, makeup, you know, this is a really interesting piece of the puzzle. Um, so when we first started doing color analysis, 
people would say, can I use these clothing colors to choose makeup? And I'm not a makeup, I'm not a professional makeup artist, but I pretty much knew that they were related colors, but not the exact same colors. And so um, we got that question so much, we actually developed makeup cards and we now offer uh, makeup cards for each season and each uh, seasonal type. I collaborated with a professional makeup artist who's really amazing. She's done all sorts of amazing stuff. She's like been on Project Runway as a makeup artist and she does New York Fashion Week every year. And she made a lot of things clear to me in terms of how to choose makeup colors. And, and, you know, one thing that she explained to me is it's not quite as simple as like, oh, you know, you look particularly good in this shade of blue. She's like, often you're with makeup, you're creating an effect. You're not wearing a color which was a concept that really stuck with me. And so, you know, I would never put um, a summer type in a brown top. Like summers really should avoid the oranges and browns. Hmm. However, a lot of sunlit summers have beautiful blue eyes. And if you create the shadow um, above their eye with a brown, it's absolutely beautiful. And so it's been an interesting learning for me to learn about, um, you know, what translates from this, these color palettes for clothing into makeup and what doesn't. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to learn there, but it's very, been very interesting. That is really interesting. I was doing some research trying to find best makeup for light spring. And I came across this blog article. I don't even remember where I found it, but it was talking about how, uh, light springs don't wear saturated color of makeup very well. Like mm. there's really no smoky eye that looks great on a light spring that they really look good in sort of a light uh, kind of almost sheer shimmery makeup look in general. And so I kind of gave it a try so much better, so wow. much better. So for yeah. me, it even went beyond just color to application and sort of the looks that I would do and all these makeup tutorials that I would love to try. I'm like, Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. And it's not going to look good on me. So I, I do think that makeup, I mean, that's a great place to start too, is, is making sure that your makeup colors are, are right for your coloring. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me that you say that, cause it makes a lot of sense in terms of like, you know, when I think about, um, spring types, I think, you know, warm and clear and light. And, and when, you know, when I'm discerning, um, oh, is this a, I, I, if I know they're a warm type and I'm discerning, is this a spring or an autumn type? I think about the, you know, the, the autumn colors have a heaviness to them that always wear, like yeah. drags a yeah. spring type down, right? It's perfectly balanced on autumns, those deep autumn colors, but on springs, it drags them down. And I think that's probably what you're referring to with like the heavy, like makeup, like a smoky eye or something. It probably drags that, you know, warm, mm -hmm. light, bright coloring down on you. So that's, that's very interesting to me. Yeah. And I love learning things that then you go, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Now. Like I cannot stand lipstick. I love lip gloss. Yeah. I've never been able to explain why. Was it a texture thing? I don't know. But it's kind of that sheerness and that clearness. Yes. That now I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So I do think, I think digging into the whole makeup thing is, is 
really, really important. Okay, so my last question about commonly asked questions is, what do you do when the colors you love don't love you back? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. And I will say I have been surprised, but pleasantly surprised at how rare that is. It's not very common. Most people, from what I've seen of our clients, they feel a real affinity for their colors. Um, Even if they haven't been wearing them, I I often find they've been decorating their house with them. They've been drawn to them in different ways or different places. And they generally feel like this real affinity for their colors. But occasionally somebody doesn't. And, you know, basically I have two approaches. The first one is try them for a while. You know, just give them a try and see if they grow on you. Because I will say as an autumn type, I did not love my colors initially. I literally was like, rust? I'm supposed to wear rust? Ugh, you know, like I did not. The, and, yeah. and then I swear to you, six months later, I was loving rust, loving it. Like I was like, how I will never not wear rust again. I love this. I love this. And so often they grow on you when you kind of give them a chance. And so the other thing that I would say is, um, like we talked about earlier, I don't encourage people to like go through their closet and just get rid of everything that isn't their colors. I don't think that that's practical for most people. And so I would say, try to bring some of your colors into an outfit. So let's say, for example, you have, you know, a black dress that you love, um, and you've just been told like black isn't so great on you, right? Wear a scarf over it that's in one of your colors. Just break that line between, you know, the black color and your face. And that will, that's kind of a way to work with what you already have. Scarves, you know, even a chunky necklace in one of your colors can really do that. So, you know, I think it's like the main thing is, you know, ease into it. And then like everything in life, take what works for you and leave the rest. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I had a client and we were talking about her best colors and turns out her best colors were warmer, browner colors. And she really loved like bright kind of candy pink. And she was really, really, really sad. And I said, well, a happy girl in pink looks better than a sad girl in brown any day of the week, any day of the week, right? So if you love black and it doesn't love you back, but it makes you happy, Go for it. I think, you know, you kind of have to go into it knowing like, all right, my teeth may not look as white. I might look a little tired. You know, this may not be my best, but I'm willing to sacrifice that because I love this color so much. I think that's a great point. And, you know, I think I see the whole range, you know, when I do color consultations for people, I have some people who absolutely, from the day they get their color consultation, take these colors and wear only these colors. And they feel like that simplifies their life. They, you know, generally these are people who really love that color palette that they've gotten anyway. And they're just like on board a hundred percent. And then I have people who get the color palette and I think they're like, oh, this is a nice suggestion. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, and then everything in between. And yeah. um, I think you're absolutely right. If there's a color that lights you up inside and you feel amazing when you wear it, that overrides everything else. Yeah. But I think that uh, for for the women that we have attracted and work with, I think most of them are very, um, they're so grateful to have a guide when it comes to color. 
you know, and that's really what we give you as a guide, you know, a really clear guide of um, these are the colors that are going to highlight your, your beauty. Without a doubt. So that's kind of an interesting segue into what I want to talk about next is your system, your color typing system. And when, like I said in the intro, color typing or color analysis was a really big deal in the 80s and every woman was having her colors done. And then it just kind of, it faded, right? It, w- it was still around, but it wasn't really mainstream. It was actually difficult to find someone to help you if this is an area that you wanted to work on. And it almost felt like a dated concept. But when I looked at your website, it looked so fresh and so modern. And everybody listening right now needs to head over to your to your website because, first of all, the little slider thing you have on the headers is so amazing that you can see someone going from their best colors to not so great to best. It's, it's so, so helpful. But I checked out your Instagram before we chatted a few weeks ago, and you had a client on there whose coloring was pretty similar to mine, and the colors around her were gorgeous. I was like, yes, those are my colors. Those are colors I would actually wear. And I've done a lot of color systems for research purposes and to help clients. And when it comes to my color type, which we've talked about, light spring, the colors are always like this horrific, dated Easter egg palette that I would simply never, ever wear. So I was always like, oh, forget this. I'd rather like my clothes than wear my quote unquote best colors, but your take is so modern and fresh. How do you do that color wizard? Because I mean, you didn't invent new colors. So how did you do that? (laughs) Thank you. I I think that was one of my goals because, um, you know, when I discovered I was an autumn type and I saw some of the older palettes, I was like, wow, not only do I not want to wear all of these like yellowy, muddy browns, right. I can't even find these in stores if I wanted to, which I don't, right? And so a big part of the research was not like finding the most ideal shade of each color for that particular type. And we have 12 types. We have the um, four seasons, and then we have three types of each season. So finding the ideal shade for each of those types and then making sure that that's actually a color that is in stores. Now, of course, like, you know, certain colors are hot certain times. And so, you know, but still, is this a color that's actually findable was one of our questions when we created our color palettes. And so I think that's why you see the difference. It's not like just grabbing colors out of the air and going, okay, this will look good. It's It w- really was intended to be a totally modern take on color analysis. It's just, if anybody thinks that this is a dated concept and that you're going to have to look like Princess Diana from the 80s, that's, that's what I <laughs> thought my palette looked like, was like this totally yes. terrible oh my goodness, it's awful. If you feel like that's what you're going to get, it is not, not with, with the color guru system. It is totally, again, I don't understand how you revolutionize color because you didn't make any colors up, but (laughs) so, so, so good. So the last question I like to ask all of my guests is what would you like listeners to take away from our conversation today? Are there one or two things that you would really like them to hold on to and remember? I think I would like them to remember that um, if they've ever wanted a simpler wardrobe, 
that color is the number one way to get there. Because when you discover your best colors, you look better in everything you wear. You shop way more simply. I, I think you can easily cut your shopping time in half. And, and your closet coordinates. A lot of people have, you know, emailed me after their color consultation and they're like, I have been trying to put together a capsule wardrobe for years and a capsule wardrobe just like came together on its own once I started shopping in my color palette. That's massive. So if you've ever sort of struggled mm -hmm. with paring down and keeping it sort of pared down, that color is absolutely where you should start. Love that. Also, I have to believe that color keeps you from buying multiple of the same item, right? Which is a, a really quick way to an overwhelmed wardrobe that doesn't wow you in style. So that is so good. Tell us where we can find you on the internet. So I am at Your Color Guru on Instagram, Your Color Guru. And then um, my website is yourcolorguru.com. Love it. And you've got something fun for our listeners, right? Yeah. So I have a coupon code that is special for your listeners that is 10% off of any consultation with the code everyday style, all one word, um, everyday style. And that will take 10% off any consultation. And uh, also, I think you're going to put a link to our quick color tips guide. Yep. And that's um, free for anybody who would like to just check out and get some basic uh, color tips. And in fact, in that color tips guide are the three universal colors that we talked about, and as well as um, some tips on how to make your eye color pop with the right color top. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yes, we are going to put all of those links in the show notes to make it easy. Just head over to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast, find this episode. Last thing, I am so excited to announce that you're the guest expert in the style circle for February. I'm so excited. And you've got, I know, me too. I know our ladies are going to love you. You've got something really fun for our style circle members. I believe you're walking them through a color analysis on one lucky member, and then you're going to be doing an exclusive Q&A for our members. So yes. ladies, if you've got color questions, come join the style circle. The link is in the show notes. This is one that you are not going to want to miss. All right. Jeannie, thank you so much for being on the show and giving us your time, helping us all understand this really important element of style a, a little bit or even a lot better. I think this really helped people make color simple. And I agree with you. This is, this is a really easy place to start, to start dressing your best. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Jeannie. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much, Jennifer. It was my pleasure. All right, ladies, have a stylish week and we'll see you next time. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.